Welcome. You are listening to Newswire's SU Election Special 2019. And for our final category, we have the nominees who are running for the position of DCU Students' Union President. This year, we have two nominees, Christine Farrell and Adam Healy. Thank you both very much for joining us in studio today, guys. Um, So, Christine, I'll come to you first. Do you have any new ideas on how to ensure that students, in particular freshers, are engaged with the SU and understand what you are there for? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Phil, for having me on today. Um, So... For sure, I think it's a slight issue in terms of freshers and getting engaged and getting them to know what the Students' Union is. So kind of three areas that I want to touch on in terms of that. Um, Firstly, I've been sitting on student staff forums um, for the business school in the past week. And what was mentioned, what it was there's a little bit of a problem with induction in DCU, um, mainly just because students are being thrown so much information at once and they don't know how to take it all in. And at that point, they would be told about the SU. Um, so I know that there's already kind of plans in place to have kind of smaller inductions that don't just go on in the helix. And that is somewhere where the SU could come in maybe to a lecture in week two or it's week one, more for like informal basis to kind of introduce them what the SU is. And then the second thing that I want to do is one of my main points in my manifesto is to have daily events in the SU to increase engagement. It's kind of on a lower level, daytime events. And um, Motivation Mondays is the first one where it would be kind of inspirational speakers, get you started for the start of the week, motivate the students. And um, the second one is Food Market Tuesdays. So Food Truck Tuesdays is kind of already a thing this year. Um, but when we have the lovely new area in outside the Henry Grant and kind of all that street area once that's all done in September to have kind of a few few trucks there on Tuesdays kind of get a bit of buzz around campus organised by the SU and then Wednesdays Wellness Wednesdays is already kind of something that exists and um, but just to continue that on all campuses as well and then Get to on Thursdays is one of my main things is to have free gym classes that run on Thursdays both in St Pat's Auditorium and in our beautiful U building and then on Fridays um, I guess kind of campus is a little bit dead on Fridays and a lot of the times it's a lot of our international students that are left here because they don't go down to the country at the weekend um, or commuters and to have something where they can um, events kind of organised around Dublin City so that they can kind of experience the city that they live in and then the third thing in terms of increasing engagement especially for first years um, would be the class rep system I currently just think it's a little bit too formal in the way that it's organised and it's a bit hard I don't think that it actually represents all the students I don't think a lot of students know what goes on about it at it and um, I kind of want to change that so that students know it's more of an informal thing and we're all getting stuff done together as a collaborative group um, in just a more of an informal setting so that it's kind of communicated back to freshers as well in that way Okay, brilliant. And Adam, um, I'll put that question to you as well. So do you have any ideas just to ensure that uh, people are engaged with the SU and kind of um, understand what they are there for and, you know, the different um, the different sabbatical officers and what exactly you should go to them for? Yeah, um, I think first of all, thanks again for having me on. Um, I think that at the minute we're very like the people that want to be involved are involved and people that want to know what's going on. Has got like that's they know and that's that information's there for them, but for I think for first years especially like a lot of people don't know what the SU is and what to do for them. Uh, I think a little a nice little booklet there uh, in the freshers pack would make all the difference with faces to the names with the stuff that's there for them. Uh, I want to if I have an issue with my exams I should contact Cal Commons because uh, he's the VP for Academic Affairs and make sure that everyone knows what who represents what and a big thing about that is um, faculty reps like at the minute I'm humanities and social sciences faculty rep and I try and engage with as many, as many students as I can on, on a daily basis and if anyone has any has, ever has any issues I, I'd hope th- I'd like to think that they can come to me 
but I feel like a lot of the students don't really know who they are. So as Christine was saying, when when the SU are making these talks and they're doing these lectures, it's important that they know on a faculty level who is there to represent them. And uh, because sometimes I would definitely be more comfortable going to a student rather than a sabbatical officer. Sometimes because I might feel like they might know what's going, they might know what I'm going through a bit more than like say if it's a library issue. I don't think, for example, Vito might have to go to library tell this year. Whereas for me, I might be complaining because it's too loud, and another student there would feel more comfortable coming to me and saying, "What's well, the library?" Rather than going up to somebody who, in an essence, wouldn't exactly have, have that same student experience. Now, um, but obviously, the sabbaticals are students themselves. And I think we're, what we're missing here is so many more students. We have so many students that are just untouched and they're down at the St. Pat's campus. I'm a, a Pat's uh, person myself and I come up here for my socialising because there's not a lot down there. It's a very family oriented place, um, which is nice. Like I can't go from one block to another block of the campus without seeing somebody that I know, which is lovely. But I think when, when Pat's SU was Pat's SU, they had a little allocated budget and that was that was fine. But when the SU then collectively joined together, the money that was kind of taken together, I feel like they kind of feel like something was taken from Pat's now. And I'd love to try. And, and I think this year we've done a great job of getting that back, but just kind of reinforcing that. And not as exactly turning Glass Nevin, turning Pat's into another Glass Nevin, but seeing what Pat's is and enhancing the Pat's experience as well as trying to engage people in class 7 it's just trying to make sure that all students are catered for and not just a certain sector of them yeah definitely um so my next question is i think that you know we we can all agree that the housing crisis at the moment um especially for students is a very major and a very complex issue as well um but adam what will you do to help students who are struggling to find or pay for accommodation it was actually only came up to me recently that there's a lot of frust- you now I'm a commuter myself, um, but there's a lot of uh, frustration around the DCU accommodation pages, uh, in terms of trying to find accommodation around Dublin on these pages because people it's not really looked after, it's not really um, mon- monitored, so somebody could be like, oh, here's a room for seven hundred quid a month, when usually you shouldn't be paying. Like obviously we should be paying less than five hundred, but that is the kind of going rate. And students there just get like it, the, the prices are extortionate. And I am very lucky. I used when I came into first year, I was like, oh, I have to commute to college, and I uh, like I hate it. It's an error each way. But I would much prefer to do that than to be paying the amount of money that students have to pay nowadays. And it's um, and if I was to get the stub, I would have to live up. And it affects everyone. It's a, it's an issue that's affecting everyone. And yeah, so yeah, I'd, that TCU accommodation. I try and make that form a little bit more open for students and make sure that the only people that are on it are people that actually want to help a student that, to live in their house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And make sure that students aren't being... I'm sorry, take... this is Facebook pages you're talking yes, about, is yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Um, And I think another one there is the accommodation on campus itself. Uh, as you said, the prices are extortionate. And it's not really nice when... I might have a plastic bag in the corner of my room now a nice big Ikea one and that might be my rubbish bin like I had a friend this happened to uh, corner of his room in one of the DCU accommodations on campus and he that's where he put his rubbish and he used to bring go down empty the bag out into the, the communal bins and then obviously bring it back and he got fined uh, nearly 50 euro because he that was he was he had waste 
underground. But that was his band because obviously, he, because like nobody could afford a Treadshare little plastic yeah. band from Ikea. You know what I mean? So it's just little bits like that that's like really kind of get grind the student gears. Like 50 quid is a huge thing out of, some, out of somebody's budget for the week. Um, so I think we need to obviously look at and the likes of Chanel and Shakedown is great and I think they, we need to push lobby for the um, rent caps that actually haven't been implemented yet but also look at what we're doing on campus ourselves and see how we can help the students that are living in, on the campus Brilliant and Christine um, I'd just like to pose that question to you as well so um, what would you do for students who are struggling to find or pay for accommodation? Yeah for sure similar to Adam I also commute I'm not from too far away Um but I've so many friends in that situation who were looking for accommodation or who are paying extortionate rates. And as Adam also mentioned, the Shannon Shakedown movement, I know the Vito and the team have been doing loads this year in relation to the student accommodation crisis and definitely would pick up exactly where they have left off, wherever they are at with it come June. Um, they've done loads and definitely continue to lobby the government to introduce our rent caps because it's absolutely necessary at this rate. It's extortionate what people are paying over in Chinon. Um, but as, as Adam mentioned as well, on campus, we are lucky that they didn't, you know, increase their prices as much as Chinon did. Um, but the fines on campus are outrageous and silly, silly things you get fined for. So definitely, I think it's working as a group collectively in, in, in DCU, firstly, about the paths and um, accommodation and our on-campus accommodation on Glasnevin and talking about that and making sure that these fines are you know they're students at the end of the day they don't deserve them and then secondly to work with the government and also other universities in Ireland and especially in Dublin who are going through this crisis and making sure that we can all work collectively to introduce these rank caps that are very much needed. Uh, brilliant thanks Christine and um, I pose this question to both of you maybe Christine you could answer first um, how would you ensure that clubs and societies are following appropriate conduct and maybe that incidences ha- that have happened in the past won't happen again in the future? Yeah, for sure. I think it's been an interesting year in terms of clubs and societies in DCU. And um, I feel like some of the events that took place in semester one um, were obviously a li- got a little bit out of hand, and well, a bit more than out of hand. But um, that I, if elected president, I definitely ensure to work with the clubs and societies office and make sure that that doesn't happen again, work with SLC and CLC. Um, but also I feel like after semester one, it's been a huge learning curve um, for all the students. Um, especially, I think it kind of eye-opened that there was kind of this culture going on that wasn't nice and that shouldn't be there. And I think as a university as a whole, um, there are definitely people have learned and we can move forward from it. Um, and definitely, yeah, just to learn from all that has happened and going forward to work more closely on training when people come in so they know what is and is not acceptable for sure. Brilliant thank you Christine and Adam um, how would you I- ensure this that clubs and socks are following um, you know the guidelines and you know dealing with you know just being appropriate? Yeah um, well at the minute now my for my, my campaign uh, I'm really trying to push transparency, transparency within the DCU uh, SU and productivity uh, which and pro- a part of that productivity would be spotting something early and nipping it in the bud I think um, for the activities that you might have been ta- referring to earlier I th- think the truth like for kind of induction for first as well it's very important that they're in- introduced in the right way and we I think it was kind of mur- murmured uh, like since I was in first year stuff like that has always been kind of whispered and like this is going on and this is going on 
and then, um, but we just kind of let it happen and then we let it go too far as a college I think and especially as a students union we let it go on for too long um, so far so far, so much that it actually went over the edge so if I was president and I seen something like this happen um, or anything and I just started kind of like getting this kind of vibe off like a society you're kind of doing this and that's kind of breaking the rules but no one's saying anything nip that in the bud get rid of it make sure that the students are obviously having a fantastic time but in the same way that all the other clubs and societies are doing uh, because it was unsafe for the students and for their not just for their physical health but obviously their mental and well, mental health and well-being um, so yeah just kind of adapting a kind of proactive stance and trying to nip stuff like that in the bud um, as soon as for the safety of the students Brilliant thank you Adam um, so Christine um, in your manifesto you say that you will try to get uh, free gym classes on a Thursday um, do you think this will actually happen have you spoken to DCU Gym are they on board with this? Yeah so in relation to that it's kind of something that I myself had always noticed that DCU is absolutely brilliant for mental health our counselling services are brilliant and our welfare officer is always like just tremendous they're absolutely brilliant couldn't applaud them more for the mental health well-being that's promoted here however I felt sometimes it's slightly lacking in terms of physical health our clubs are brilliant but if you're not part of one there isn't much for you um, apart from the gym which is quite pricey for students especially um, so with that I had looked I, I know in the past some people had ran campaigns hoping that all students would have free gym membership like students in Trinity do um, but in realistic terms our gym doesn't really have the capacity for all of the students at DCU, especially when it already takes in external people and the cost behind it. There's a lot of kind of issues behind that. And now that we have this brilliant um, students union building and we have Pat's Auditorium, there's so much space there to have these kind of informal, fun gym classes that can go on. I'm actually hosting one this Thursday. I was on oh, the class. Oh, okay. So you'd have, these aren't necessarily classes in DCU gym. They're more... No, they're more oh, off okay, the gym. Gotcha, yeah. However, I have um, been in contact with the sports officer um, from the kind of DCU healthy department. Um, we have a meeting this week to chat kind of more about the feasibility of it and um, kind of whether that would, that be that the gym instructors from DCU gym would do the classes or whether it would be external or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking into it more, but it wouldn't, so far as I know, feasibility-wise, it would be using assets that we already have in the union um, in terms of space, not actually the gym. Okay, thanks very much. Um, and Adam, I know that the same as Christine, you know, you had in your manifesto that you really wanted to, you know, make DCU a healthier place. So do you mind just explain, explaining how you would do that? Yeah, I suppose um, on my posters it has a healthy campus and it's, I, it's very hard to kind of, push that on one uh, on, on one little kind of point on a poster and that's why you're trying to push people to have a look at my manifesto and see what I mean um, as the chairperson of uh, the Sober Society here in DCU I have seen kind of firsthand the kind of because we try our best to kind of explore the effects of alcohol on students um, so what we'd, so I'd kind of be trying to use that kind of morality towards like a whole student sent on a student wide basis um, I was on the reaction committee this year which is uh, setting up and we set up a alcohol policy and much like the drug policy we sorry had, uh, the react committee is it yes what, what exactly is um, that it is a committee of students uh, it's a forum for students and staff to it's pretty much reacting to 
the elephant in the room, which is alcoholism on campus. Okay. Um, so kind of seeing what, how people are buying, uh, how people are buying alcohol on campus, and where are they buying it from, how much, I, what, and we're talking like security are there as well because we see the amount of people that um, might require assistance or medical services um, on nights of such a chat night and stuff, and just um, making sure that all students and staff are on the same level in terms of like alcohol at events and stuff like that, um, that yeah, that we don't give out any free alcohol and currently that isn't being implemented and it's something that I think should happen. But that, like D, like my DCLT is, that is a very small part of it. I uh, want to really introduce similar to Christine, um, SU kind of wide uh, exercises based events. Um, I'd love like for people to just, uh, in their first couple of weeks, have, have a walk around Albert College Park because I only did it this year because I didn't know it existed until I was doing yeah. rag rumble training when we actually went for a run around the camp and run, run around the park didn't know it was there and I didn't know we were we could avail of it during, during the day and my big thing is um, how we can put healthy living and healthy eating into uh, improving academically uh, during secondary school we are never we are never expected to sit in a classroom for more than 30 or 40 minutes um, without taking a break and like moving to the to our next class and moving topic but in lecture we're expected to stay an hour or two um, just sit in the same place listening so my big thing here this year is for next year would be to uh, trial a week when and I think because the president is vote like the SU president is voted in by the students like it is a massive voice and staff do listen to it um, that I'd like to invite all lecturers to invite students at the half an hour mark of the lecture to stand up for 30 seconds or to 30 to 60 seconds they can take a sip of water they can have a, they can stretch they can walk out of the out of the, the, the pew and come back in and sit back down and re-engage with the lecture because at the minute I feel like obviously we all know as students like after a while we should take our phones and, we, and the lecturers can't really do anything about that and it's not great for lecturers either I'm talking to a lot of lecturers about this and it's very disheartening for them who put a lot of work into the lecture that we're getting bored but it's not exactly our fault either when we're sitting in a stuffy room with hundreds of other people in the same room as us listening to a, the, the same voice for two hours without any break so um, it's all little bits and I, I don't think we are going to change the health of the students overnight but I think it's these little bits that will really improve the morale of students overall. And just speaking about health in general and on campus, do either of you have any ideas on how you can, you know, promote, you know, not even promoting healthy eating because I do feel there are there are places in DCU for that. But maybe one problem is the lack of, you know, bad food that is on campus. I mean, you see, you know, vending machines in every building. You know, Londis has the new donut place, and then. As well, clubs and socks, kind of, well, sorry, not clubs, um, more societies kind of, you know, promoting like, oh, come and you'll get free pizza. Um, is there any way you could, you know, encourage students to <coughs> to just choose the healthier option on campus, I suppose? At the minute, uh, yeah, I think we all, as a student body, I think we're trying to get better at it. And at the minute, pizza is much easier than Camille. For societies, it's cheaper. And that's, um, that's just the way it is. But... I do think we can change it with with a proactive attitude. Um, so in terms of societies, I think that what would be great if we could if we could guarantee these healthy kind of alternatives, such as Camille and like kind of rice rather than chips and uh, kind of not salads, but just even just kind of healthier protein than pizza. Um, if we 
could con if we the SU kind of made this not a deal but like just a talk with all these kind of healthier options and invite them into the college to promote it towards clubs and socks mainly societies hopefully we could get a bit more um, coverage from them because at, at this rate like my own society we are sponsored by Landis um, Pizza and it's it is healthier than the other pizzas that there yeah. that we can order in but um, do you necessarily think though like are societies just doing this because they're getting the sponsorship like do you necessarily think that societies need to be giving food to their members um, as a commuter, yes. Uh, after six o'clock, like people go home for the dinner, but I can't. If I want to be a part of the society, I can't do that. So, I think it's, like they don't have to do it, but it is. I think it's great that they do, and it's unfortunate that we're firehouse nominals are in our face all the time. But for like for someone who lives. They don't have like they don't have to be offering this stuff. But I, if I wasn't offered, uh, I my, I think my whole journey here in DCU started when I became a first year rep for Music Sock. But if there wasn't pizza, I probably would have went because I would have had to go home or I would have had to like source from. And it's it's just that kind of it's that money saving, scrounging around like idea that I had when I was in first year because I wouldn't have been working as much as I am now or I wouldn't be doing great that well for money. So. I do think societies have to have, do, should encourage kind of feeding their members and it's a great experience for the people in the society to be ordering, to be like making these deals and working with sponsorship because it's a life scale then to, um, that they can, that they can use overall. But uh, yeah, I would, I would kind of say that they, they should, like, the, it's not a bad thing that they're offering food, but we do need to look at how that we can do that healthier. Okay, and Christine, um, would you have anything to um, say about that or add to that? Yeah, no, I completely agree with the whole, like, Domino seems to sponsor every society and club and stuff like that. And um, I know that there's efforts been made this year. I know um, Vice President for Engagement and Development, Carl McGovern, um, has just literally in the past few days brought in a vending machine in the Students' Union from Body First. Um, so they kind of have healthy pre-made meals um, so there's like kind of lasagnas or there's like rice and satay and stuff like that that just would have more veg in it even like kind of I know there's like a vegan korma or something I saw one mm. of them something there which is a much nicer option um, that's something that I want to bring in is more microwaves in DCU um, because I feel as a commuter I love bringing in food I absolutely adore food and I love making my own and bringing it in but there's always that struggle of as Adam said when you don't live on campus you don't have the facilities to do this um, so having more microwaves on campus I really want to work with TriSpace to in- introduce them so that would mean that you know if students do bring in their own that they can heat it up they have that option it's more attractive for students to prep their own and bring in their own and also to use those body first vending machines where kind of healthier options are available but also with that um, I know DCU Healthy Campus is a Twitter page for it and it's a great department they kind of promote loads and I'd love to work with them more next year on kind of having a collaborative campaign on eating more fruit and veg and kind of the importance of it for students because I feel like it might just be a lack of education as well amongst the students on yeah. eating healthy. Definitely. Thanks, Christine. Um, so my final question is, and um, I'll come to you, Christine, um, why do you believe you should be DCU's Student Union President? As in, what qualities will you bring to this role? Yeah, um, so I've been, this is my fourth year in DCU. I've been class rep for the past four years in my course for over 200 students. I won class rep of the year over couple hundred other class reps two years ago. I've been inter-officer for um, class rep council for the past 
three years. I've held multiple positions on different clubs and societies throughout my time here. And I've just really had such an amazing time. I'm really organised, really passionate, really um, excited and about everything the student scene has to offer. And I really feel like that passion within me could come out by giving back to the students of DC for all that DC has given me. I feel like those are the type of qualities that I bring to the table. Brilliant, yeah. thanks Christine. And Adam, uh, why should you be DCU Student Union President? Um, I want to be a DSU President because I think I'd be the best person for the job. I honestly have had the best three years of my life here. Um, from I was first chair for Music Sock and then I moved up to the chairperson of the Sober Society. Um, I've been involved in uh, between volunteering with RAG and DC Volunteer to um, I was doing a lot of shows with DC Drama and uh, DC Glee with uh, Music Sock um, but even uh, and in the first year I just remember I was, ne- I was never that involved in the SU because in my opinion the SU weren't doing much for me so I didn't want I you, you wouldn't give back to somebody that wasn't giving you much but then second year um, when in the year of 17 to 18 believe yes um there was a fantastic su and they were given back to the students and that encouraged me to go for class rep and then by the end of that year i became humanities and social science factory rep and i've just had such a fantastic time on the su and i've seen firsthand what difference the su can make for its students and if i get and i'm currently i'm representing the biggest faculty in dcu um so if i can do that but over all students, if I can represent them to the best of my ability, I'd love to do that. I, I want I, my career ambition here is to be a teacher. Uh, necessarily, the DC presidency would not have any kind of impact towards my future goals. And I hope that kind of speaks volumes that this won't affect me in any way after I leave DCU. But I really want to give back to the students. It has, it's for no kind of personal benefit. I just want to give back to the place that has given me so much over the last year and I've seen as I said I've seen what the SU can do and I think that we've had such a great range of leaders over the last couple of years we're going from Kim Sweeney right up to Vida Maloney work and I think I could definitely be the person to follow up in their footsteps. Brilliant well thank you both so much for joining us in studio today and I wish you both the best of luck. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank us. you so much thanks Val.